It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked On Thunder. Apologies for the lateness of this episode, but the Thunder finally practiced today. They haven't practiced in four score and seven years, and they won't practice that much. They will practice tomorrow, but in the coming weeks with the All-Star break coming up, uh, trade deadline this week, uh, and the way the NBA teams are kind of going about things, uh, even though they they have a ton of home games coming up in the next month, they won't have as many practice days as you might think. So I really wanted to make this episode count. So I've got you guys some Billy Donovan audio on Terrence Ferguson, who returned to practice today. But we'll get to all that later. So first of all, I just want to thank you all for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast and would ask if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this particular episode However you listen to your podcast, just leave a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. The show would greatly appreciate it, and we can all move forward with our lives. But if you don't know who I am just yet, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa as their lead Thunder contributor, Thunder insider, whatever they want to call me. Uh, You can find all my stuff at thefranchiseok.com, all my columns, blogs, thoughts there. You can hear me on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon along with Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison Morris, who I also do my other Thunder podcast, OKC82, which is a post-game reaction show. So feel free to subscribe to that podcast as well. It's really easy. It complements this this podcast as well. Just enough Thunder content for your Thunder fix. And also please tune in to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa, to the Thunder First Take postgame show, which Madison and I will be pretty much running from here on out as the season goes along. We won't do all of them, but I'm pretty sure about 90% of them. We will be on the radio live giving you our thoughts, our concerns, what just happened, how did they lose, why did they win, 
and all that good stuff. So please feel free to tune in and then also tweet at Madison or and me. We're really good about reading questions on air or whatever we think is funny. If it just kind of catches our attention, uh, we try to do our best to help the listeners feel a part of the show as much as possible. So please tune into all that fun stuff. And again, the easiest way to find out what I'm doing, when I'm going to be on the radio, when I'm going to be doing a podcast or where you can find a podcast or a, or a column or what have you is to simply follow me on Twitter at Brady does sports. And it is Monday. So let's go back in time a little bit before we move forward with thunder basketball. Let's see what they did over the weekend. Well, the thunder blocked out the suns. Ha ha ha. Yes. I made a stupid dad joke, but the Thunder did defeat the Je- the Phoenix Suns 111 to 107 thanks in large part to Dennis Schroeder's scoring, Chris Paul's clutch time shot making, and Phoenix just being kind of bad. They're 20 and 28 on the year. The Thunder with the win moved to 30 and 20 on the year, and they got the much needed break that they've needed. I mean, January was just tough. I mean, you've seen the numbers Already 17 games, no more than a day off in between of every game. Uh, about split about home and road. You've got guys injured. You've got guys out of the lineup for personal reasons. A lot of adversity for this team in the month of January, and they came up. They came up golden. I mean, say what you want. I mean, 30 and 20, considering expectations, of course, considering injuries and considering guys in and out of lineups. This team just still continues to win, no like no matter what. It's it's one of the more interesting teams that I've ever followed. You know, whether it be professionally as a media member or just as a fa- as a fan of basketball, uh, Billy Donovan has talked to us all year long about how this team doesn't have a large margin for error, and that's true. But teams like that that kind of fall under that category. They don't win games over and over again, especially games in clutch time where they routinely. They're either coming back from a deficit or like Friday night where it was a game that they had dominated the entire time outside of a, a few-minute run here or there. Phoenix gets hot, and Oklahoma City could have very well panicked, but because they've got great leadership, because they've been there before this season, they just continue to run their methodical half-court, not very flashy <laughs> offense. And it just keeps working. So, it, again, it's one of the more interesting things that I've seen since I've been a fan of basketball. Shea Gildas-Alexander finished with 12 points. Danilo Gallinari had a really good game, 27 points. Chris Paul, 20 points, 10 assists. Dennis Schroeder, like I said, 24 points. And Nerlens Noel, 10, 10 points and 7 rebounds off the bench. Pretty much got contributions from just about everybody. It's a good win on the road against a team that's inferior. They took care of business. And, yes, it did get a little interesting. But it capped off what was a very successful month for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it was pretty darn successful enough for the NBA to almost name Billy Donovan the Western Conference Coach of the Month. That was actually just announced about 30 minutes ago or so from the time that I'm recording this podcast. Taylor Jenkins, the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, won the honor this month. Uh, The Grizzlies went 11-4 in the month of January. And, of course, no one ever thought Memphis would be this good uh, considering all their young talent that they have to rely on and man if only Andre Iguodala wanted to play basketball and do his job who knows how good Memphis could be they they might be the eight seed at that point but you know what are you going to do and at 30 and 20 the Thunder are still very very secure at the seventh spot in the NBA standings for the Western Conference they are a half game behind in the loss column to the Dallas Mavericks of course Oklahoma City 
and Dallas have only played twice, both splitting both games in Oklahoma City. So the season finale will be in Dallas. That'll be a big game with seeding implications as well. The Houston Rockets are at the fifth seed at 31 and 18 with the Utah Jazz at the four spot at 32 and 17. And look, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Oklahoma City could could be the sixth seed or even the fifth seed, especially with what the, the trade deadline is going to entail. And of course, fans, listeners, everybody, friends, we will get to the trade deadline and all the rumors surrounding Oklahoma City uh, in the coming days. We've got 72 hours to basically speculate and put Woj and Shams on our uh, <laughs> on notification. So we're going to have fun with that, I, I promise you. But let's get all the practical stuff out of the way first. But yes, for the time being, Oklahoma City, very realistic that they can jump up in the standings. And it's a shame uh, Chris Paul had to miss the Monday night game last week against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, I know full well why he was gone. I think we can all assume why he was gone uh, following the passing of Kobe Bryant. So that's full, fully a understanding as to why he would miss a game. And this is a guy in Chris Paul who, no matter unless he just physically cannot play, he is going to play and him losing, you know, one of his more dear friends and Kobe Bryant, you can certainly understand why he would miss that. But if only that game for Oklahoma city's sake, if only that game was against the Phoenix suns, if you just simply switch the suns and the Mavericks in terms of the schedule um, and how it worked out for the thunder, because that game was important and it could very well be very important as we go down the season get further and further away and get closer to the postseason. Because if the Thunder and the Mavericks are tied going into that final game in Dallas and Oklahoma City loses, it it just would have been a shame that the Thunder dropped down a spot in the standings simply because not having Chris Paul. But again, I'm not blaming Chris Paul for missing the game. I can certainly understand on a human level why he would miss that. And when we get back, we will hear an update from Billy Donovan on Terrence Ferguson, who was at practice today. Uh, he was the first person that we all saw when the when the Thunder let the media onto the floor. He was on the far side next to Deontay Burton shooting free throws. It's good to see number 23 back for the Thunder um, considering what he's had to go through. And I'm, we didn't get a chance to talk to him today. But the Thunder, like I said, will practice tomorrow. So expect some Terrence Ferguson updates from the man himself on tomorrow's episode. But let's get to a break first. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And by chance, support the uh, the network if you don't mind. I was recently on uh, the Locked On NBA podcast with Josh Lloyd, who does a fantastic job. I was on there for about five, seven minutes talking Thunder stuff, uh, talking trade stuff. So if you are interested, just type in Locked On NBA. Go find the latest episode for Josh and I's conversation on the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I just wanted to throw that out there for everybody. But yes, Terrence Ferguson has returned after more than two weeks away from the team. Of course, he left end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, I don't recall, on that Friday night loss two weeks ago 
at home to the Miami Heat, and he hadn't been practicing. He hadn't been with the team ever since. Don't know exactly when he was actually able to join the team, whether that was today or when the team returned from Phoenix from their road trip over the weekend. They, they've had meetings, of course, as well, uh, but today was the first day that they actually practiced. So Terrence Ferguson is back. And the big question is going to be, well, does he just slide right back into the starting role that he had had prior to him leaving the team uh, for Wednesday night's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers in Oklahoma City? Or has the emergence of Lou Dort made it a little interesting for Billy Donovan in terms of how should he bring him along? Because, I mean, while he was gone, I mean, that's two weeks. That's two weeks of not playing. That's two weeks of not conditioning. And we don't know what Terrence Ferguson was doing in those two weeks. We don't know if he was still working out. We don't know if he was still keeping up with a conditioning regimen. Now, I'm going to assume that he was. He is a professional athlete. But because we don't know what he's dealing with, you still have to ask those questions. So I'm just going to go ahead and play you the three questions I asked uh, Coach Donovan today, earlier today at practice, just to see what he had to say. Is Terrence in a good place now that he's, we saw him over there shooting? Yeah, I mean, he's back right now and feel good about that. Um, you know, I think uh, for him, he's, um, you know, just getting right, right back, getting acclimated. Guys were great, so it's great to have him back. He seems to be in a really, really good place, and, you know, he'll be he'll be available here going forward. Yeah, and I know you like to you know, hold it, you know, tell tip off for starters, but is, is he in a place where he can just slide right back into the starting role, or is this a situation where, like, you feel confident that he can come off the bench because of guys like Lou Dort and how they play? Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how, how that all plays itself out. Um, I want to see how he's doing. I think today, having today and tomorrow to practice is good for him to kind of get back into practice, see where he's at. But that'd probably be a conversation, you know, he and I will talk about, um, you know, going forward. But I wouldn't say right now, just with this being his first day back and being away from the team that, you know, we're just like making that kind of decision now. We probably would give some, you know, careful thought to it. What's and it part, he, he, he would probably be in, in, in those decisions and, you know, in those conversations as well. You know, if a player is away for personal reasons, are you still in contact with them in terms of like keeping up their conditioning? Because when Hami was hurt, that was the big thing for you was his conditioning. So when a player is gone for personal reasons, is it a little different or? It's a different, it's different. And I think that what you want to do is you don't want to be intrusive and you don't want to get into a guy's space, but you also want to be there to support them. You know, so like through text messaging or a phone call, you reach out to them and say, listen, I'm here. If you need me, I don't want to bother you. Um, you know, if you need anything from me, if there's anything I can do, you need someone to talk to, help with anything, I'm here. And I kind of give them their space, you know, and I feel like, they, okay, you know, if they want to reach out, they can do that. And then we can have a talk or if they want to meet, we can do that. But, um, you know, every player is different in those situations of how they want to handle it. If you're a visual learner, don't worry. I kind of am too. But I transcribed those three questions and three answers and tweeted it out. So again, follow me at Brady Does Sports. Go scroll down my timeline. You can find the transcribe of that entire conversation, uh, that entire back and forth between uh, Coach Donovan and I, if you'd rather see it that way. But again, I've been getting questions on Twitter all day, and I don't blame you because Lou Dort, fantastic player from what we've seen in these past two weeks. And I was actually having a conversation about it today with Clay Horning, who covers the Thunder for the Norman Transcript, who does a fantastic job in his own right. Usually, usually my rule with players, new players, rookies, um, two-way contract guys that make a splash you know, in their first run-in with NBA action is I really have to see about 20 to 25 games to have a, a legitimate feel of how this player will perform down the road. Not in a few years, but in terms of can they help this team at the end of the regular season when games start to amp up and matter a little bit more in terms of playoff seeding. And then, of course, in the postseason, which the Thunder are going to go to the playoffs, no question, no matter what they do over the trade deadline. I think they're securely 
safe at the seventh spot at this point. But again, Lou Dort, fantastic in the few amount of games that he's been able to play. But what I was talking to Clay about was I need to have 20 to 25 games under my belt, under their belt, excuse me, for me to really have an opinion on them because that's a good amount of time for a defense, an opponent, to really have enough film on you to understand, okay, well, this guy does have talent, so we need to actually give a crap about him on the defensive end, so this is how we'll attack them. And the example that I used to Clay and that I'm sure I've used on this podcast a handful of times is because and it's because it's a rather easy example to uh, talk about is Hamadou Diallo's rookie year. And Billy Donovan told us this past season and over the offseason, Hamadou Diallo last year was elite, in his words, elite at two different things, transition offense and offensive rebounding. Everything else he was incredibly raw at. And so after about a three, four-week period of time where he had been kind of surprising a lot of Thunder fans, surprising NBA fans with, wow, this this second-round rookie is like really making an impact on a playoff contending title at the time contending team that's that's pretty interesting well after 20 to 25 games opponents knew that and they knew okay well we can take away his offensive rebounding we can somewhat limit his transition opportunities when they occur and if you do that then what is Hamadou Diallo now that's not Hamadou Diallo now he has made strides as a defender The shot making is always going to be what's probably going to separate him from potentially being a high-end level role player or a specialty guy. And he's still in that twilight zone of we don't know exactly where he's going to be headed at this point. But he's made strides since last year, no question. But last year, when teams took those two things away from him, he wasn't able to really bring a lot to the table anymore, and he kind of fell out of the rotation as a result. He did get hurt, of course. That's all well documented. But at the end of the day... Opponents just really knew how to attack him, and it limited anything that he brought to the table in a positive way for the Thunder. So you go into Lou, you go into Lou Dort with that kind of mindset as well. And what I was asking, talking to Clay about was, well, what exactly does he do that you can take away? You can't take away someone's hustle. You can't take away someone's physicality. You can't take away someone's fearlessness. And Lou Dort has all those things. He's a confident basketball player when he has the ball in his hands. He either he makes quick decisions. He either immediately moves the ball or he does something with it. And it's usually a good thing. Now, does he hit every shot? Of course not. Does he never turn the ball over? Of course not. But it's not an utter adventure when he does put the ball on the floor. And I guess it's kind of weird to say, but there is a beauty in him not being elite at one particular or two particular things, but being pretty good and serviceable at a bunch of different things because, like I said, it's just harder to take one or two things away from you. If you're good at a bunch of different things, it's harder to take you out of a game. And Lou Dort does present that. Now, why are we talking about Lou Dort, of course, if you heard Billy? At this point, Monday at almost 4 o'clock in the afternoon or the evening. What is 4 o'clock? Is it the evening? I don't know. I, I, it's probably still the afternoon, but it feels late, too late to say that. At this point right now, he's not willing to say, yeah, Terrence Ferguson is just going to roll right back into – a starting role, but having today's practice and tomorrow's practice and then Wednesday to prep for the game will certainly be good for him. And then also, just if you followed this team forever, um, whether you be a fan or be in the media, this is a franchise that rarely, and I can't even think of one example, 
where they have asked a guy who had started a good amount of games for them and was a consistent starter whenever they were playing, who also then was hurt or left for personal reasons, let's just say. As soon as they came back, they came off the bench. This is not a franchise that really does that. Um, They're not even really known for sending guys to the G League to reacclimate themselves back to game speed to just pl- simply playing basketball before bringing them back to the Thunder with the NBA. They're not really known for doing that. So I would be pretty shocked if Terrence Ferguson isn't a starter on Wednesday night. But who knows? Maybe he didn't go through conditioning. Maybe he didn't do anything basketball-wise for two weeks, and he's just that far behind, and Billy Donovan will have no choice but to bring him off the bench. So, again, just given hist- giving prior history and just having the assumption that he did – do some workouts. He did keep up with his conditioning. I'm going to assume that Terrence is going to be in the starting lineup on Wednesday, but you'll see probably a good amount of Lou Dort. He's played his way into the rotation. He's definitely played his way into a two-way, um, into a full-time contract, excuse me. And don't worry, Thunder fans, you don't need to cut anybody if you want Lou Dort to be on the team full-time. That's a decision that's going to be made probably at the end of the season, possibly after the season anyway. But the Thunder are always going to have that open roster spot. They have an open roster spot, so if they absolutely wanted to today, they could sign Lou Dort, but that's a conversation for a different day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Thunder is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Thunder fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Thunder fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Thunder podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. And let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. And really quick, before we get out of here, we did get a chance to talk to Isaiah Roby today for the first time since he has been traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder from the Dallas Mavericks in return for Justin Patton. This is, of course, what Dallas received. Justin Patton, who they immediately waived in order to make room for Willie Cauley-Stein, who they traded for from the Golden State Warriors, and cash considerations. Isaiah Roby uh, told us today that he still has some pain in his right foot. Uh, he got plantar fasciitis. He got plantar fasciitis in the offseason, and it kept him out for the entirety of the G League season up until about the last two or three weeks or so. He'd played in nine games before being traded to Oklahoma City and really showed off some skill sets for a big guy. Billy Donovan talked about that as well as, as, as those being intriguing. And look, G League guy, yes, more than likely, but this is a franchise, and we've talked about Lou Dort a handful of times. We talked about Deontay Burton, I'm sure, all last year on this podcast. 
with the previous host, but this is a franchise that does not take their G League assets lightly. They try their best to develop them. And if, when you look at the skill set of Isaiah Roby, there is something there. There is something intriguing. But we will see where that goes. But everybody, thank you so much for listening to Locked on Thunder. I really, truly appreciate it. We're going to have fun this week. We're going to have fun next week. We're going to have fun for the next few months. This is the this is the best time of year. Basketball is first and foremost. The trade deadline's coming up this week. Got the All-Star break coming up, which we all need a break. Let's, let's be real here. And then March Madness for college basketball. And then what, you know what, the postseason. And it's so funny because I can remember going back into July after Paul George had been traded and before Russell Westbrook was traded, but we all knew that that was imminent at the time. I do remember thinking, it's kind of a bummer. You know, the team that I'm covering won't have the star power that um, puts a lot of eyeballs on the team, you know, so that kind of affects my job in a way. But I am kind of looking forward to having a summer off. And what, you know it, the Thunder just keep winning Nobody was traded as of yet. They're a pretty darn good team, and they're going to go to the playoffs. But I'm not too upset. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to cover a playoff team in the NBA, and I am actually very excited. If this team remains intact, and I'll throw in some, un- I'll throw in some bias, I guess. I really don't want them to do that much at the trade deadline in terms of trading guys out. I want to see what this team is capable of doing in the postseason. I'm excited to see this team in the postseason. So. We all have that, but I am looking forward to the All-Star break. But everybody, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow on Tuesday. Look forward to another Locked on Thunder podcast tomorrow around the same time probably because of practice. I want to get audio from that particular day for you guys, so look forward to that. But until tomorrow, I will talk to you later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 